0: The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation.
1: Got car trouble?
0: Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490.
1: Drinking, piston clanking, air polluting, smoke belching, four wheeled buggies from Detroit City. Then pay attention. I'm about to sing your songs, huh? Yeah, well, I'm not a man to point a judge, very willing to hold a grudge. But I think it's time to sent me a few charts Good morning, Southern Arizona, and the rest of you out there in cyberspace. Welcome to the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show in the month of December. Oh, my Lord, what happened to the other 11 months? This is incredible. You know, and I'm Jerry Simmons, your host. Along with me this morning, my co host, Jim Mooney, owner of Frontier Towing. Good morning, Jim.
0: Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everybody out there in cyberspace. Welcome. Happy to be on the show today. Remember, I'm on the show. That means it's a super safe Saturday. It's going to be a little rainy out there today, folks. So get your galoshes on. Check your winds, your wipers. Make your headlights work. Move over. Slow down. No texting. No driving. No drinking, no driving, although I understand beer is cheaper than gas, so stay at home and drink, (laughs) and don't drive. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Jim. (laughs) If you're working on your car, use your hood props and your jack stands and wheel shocks and disconnect your batteries. (laughs) uh, At any rate... Dad. Very good
1: information. Very good information. And f- instead of using your hood prop, just go ahead and use your head. It'll work big. one time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> I've
0: got bruises to show that, Jerry. That's why I say it.
1: <laughs> and, and oh, my God. Will and car stands under a car are, you know, they're probably about the same price as a block of wood. But they—if you put them on the car and you set them properly—they look just a little bit more stable than a block of wood. I've seen both over my lifetime. I prefer the wheel, the regular uh, stands that you put under car. When you put when you Me set too. your car on the stands, make sure that you do check them. You know, set them down on the stand, put the weight of the car on the stands, and then. Get out! Don't don't shake the car while you're under it. Wait until you get out, then shake the car and see if you can push the car off the stands. If you can, you're really stout. Or the stands are not that solid on the car. Either way, this thing is subject to fall. So, I I agree with Jim one hundred percent. Just be safe. Be safe. Hey Jim, I you I heard you got a something that you're giving away. Yeah, Jerry. In, in, in the spirit of Christmas, it, it's it's Christmas time. You know, it,
0: now is it's a time to start thinking about those Christmas gifts for everybody. I know that we've all, we went through Black Friday, and maybe you're Christmased out. Maybe you got everything for everybody, but there's that that one person that you don't know what to do for, and uh, you're sitting there thinking, trying to figure out what to do. So today, Jerry, I'm gonna give away a toe. Uh, so here's the deal, guys. Free tow to one of our sponsors. So if you tow if if your car breaks down or you need it towed or you just don't even want to drive it, I don't want to drive it over to Jerry's. I don't want to drive it over to Brian Fuller's place. I don't want to drive it over to see Scott at Parker Automotive. Or it broke down, or that the wheel's not right, or you know you just don't feel like it. Call me up. Be the first caller in at seven one nine five two zero seven one nine fourteen ninety. The the producer there will give you a code. You call us up, you give us that code. We'll tow your car. Now 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 for, now for the legalese, it's good for a hundred up to one hundred and twenty five bucks. So if you're you know if you're in Marana and it's a little bit farther, then you're gonna have to pay a little bit extra. If you if you want to take your you want to take your dump truck over to Jerry's place and and have Wade look at it and go scratch his head and go holy Toledo. But I can fix that. Um, that costs a little extra, too. Um, you got your project car, or you got that you got that car that you were working on, and and it's an electrical issue, and you've chased every wire on the planet, and you've thought you've tested everything, and you wind up taking it to Brian Fuller's place, and he's up there on Ina Road, Ina and Meredith, and you're out there in Vail, and you just can't figure it out. Okay, we'll get you taken care of. Good for $125. And as an added bonus, I will cover this up until the end of January. January 31st of 2023. That way you don't have to worry about using it this week. and to worry about using it next week. You got two months. Two months you can use this whole thing. Which means if you decide to stick it in somebody's stocking and say, hey, there's your car breaks down, there's a free tow, knock yourself out. They call in, tell no, them ask for me. I'll make sure my dispatch knows that if you're, if they're confused and somebody gets lost, I'm going to ask for me, give them the code, I'll get you taken care of. Very simple. Very easy. And just my, my, my way to say thanks to our, all of our sponsors out there. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. I really appreciate everything you guys do out there because you're trying to be safe and hopefully once in a while you listen. But I appreciate that. So that's the deal, Jerry. What do you think about that?
1: I, I think that's excellent. I think that's excellent. You know, it's uh, – but <clears> – <throat> so this doesn't cover if you go to a bar and you get too many adult beverages and you, then you can't figure out how to get home. Does it cover that? You know, if, if you want – if you're at a bar, I'll tell you what. You
0: know what? That's an excellent point, Jerry. You're at – I'll expand it out to that. You. If you're at the bar and you decide that you want you're – you're just – you know what? It's better to – Get you and your car towed home. That is to drive. You know what? That I will absolutely go for that. Absolutely. You know what? Because cause I'm super safe Saturday, and if you're gonna go out and have fun, I'd rather tow you home than have you in a crash. So you know what? Absolutely. Oh yeah. You're out there and you're stuck. You know you're stuck in the in the at the bar for whatever reason. You know, you you weren't gonna do it but then you, you recanted and you decide to join in the in the in the in the mayhem. <laughs> that could that could have came with and you and or you Uber your car you Uber it home. I'll drive. I'll throw the keys in it, I'll or call us and figure it out, we'll get your car home for you. Because I would rather do that I would rather do that than see you in a crash. So yes, absolutely.
1: I will absolutely cover that. Fantastic. And what's your call number again? What's the call number? The call number is five zero
0: seven one nine one four nine fourteen ninety. Call call the call the and, call the radio station and and uh, talk to the producer Rob. There, he'll give you the code. And when you need the tow, you give me the code, and I'll get you handled.
1: There you go. All right, we'll cover this again in the uh, second hour or maybe cover it two or three times during the first hour and the second hour to make sure everybody gets it. So, you're giving away just one or are you going to make it like two or three or what? We're doing one right now. Let's see how we'll see how the let's see how it goes today. We'll see, we'll see okay. how much Okay. Remember,
0: we got a ways to go to Christmas. We could we could do something next week, too. You never know we we could oh, do something okay. next week we could do something different next week.
1: Yeah, that sounds We're good. There for the long sounds long. like it could be fun. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh with the weather coming on today, people, you need to be safe. You know something uh here for about the last 2 years and being around in the uh senior category I, You know, when you're out and you're talking and people are concerned and, you know, they can get a cold and they think it's COVID, uh, they can get the flu, they think it's COVID, they get to the COVID, they think it's flu, they get to the COVID, they think it's a cold. And accidentally, I run across, <clears throat> and this, this is my medical moment. It said, uh, is it COVID, the flu, or a cold? And so, and they're sitting right here side by side. So I took an ink pen, started going from COVID to flu to cold and cross references the symptoms of this. Now, I want to put this out there because there's a lot of confusion still with this stuff. And a COVID has f- fever and chills, sore throat and a cough, shortness of breath, Fatigue, muscle aches, headache, loss of taste and smell, runny or stuffed nose, nausea and vomiting, and diarrhea. That's COVID. That's what goes down with COVID, supposedly, to this thing. Now, I'm going to elaborate just a little bit when I get through the flu symptoms. Flu, first symptoms, is uh it feels as though you got hit by a truck suddenly. Fever and chills. Muscle aches, sore throat and cough, runny or stuffy nose, headache, and fatigue. The only two difference of the, between the COVID and the flu is shortness of breath, and that's for COVID, and they don't show that in the flu symptoms. And loss of taste and smell seems to be the big guy. Loss of taste and smell in the COVID that's not listed under the flu. And down at the bottom, it says nausea and vomiting and diarrhea. People, I've had the flu, and I had the nausea and vomiting with it, and also the diarrhea went with it, with the flu. So I don't know where they're getting their information on that, so I'm not sure of that. But I know that the flu can give you the nausea and vomiting. I mean, I did either that or I had the COVID about 18 years ago. And then he goes over to cold, between the flu and a cold. Uh, You have, uh, the only thing difference is watery eyes. You have watery eyes on the cold and you don't on the uh, flu. Uh, You do have a fever. Uh, You do have a runny and stuffy nose. Uh, nasal mucus starts clear but turns to white, yellow, or green as two or three days. That's on the cold. That's not on the flu. And so, for the ones of you out there, it, when when you go in the doctor and they say, "Well, what's your symptoms?" and I, you know, I've gotten to the point where I just tell the VA, I said, "Which one do you want?" I know the flu. I know the COVID. And I know what a cold is. I don't know what 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 ones do you want. And so I tell them I have not lost my taste or smell, but they say this don't always go. So it seems like to me the COVID, the flu, has a, almost identical, the same, uh, same symptoms. Except with the flu, you feel like as if you've been hit by a truck suddenly, and the COVID comes on with fever and chills. But the second thing under. The flu is fever and chills, muscular aches for both of them, headaches for both of them, fatigue for both of them, runny or stuffy nose for both of them. So good luck when you're trying to diagnose this yourself. But the only way I know to do it is just go in and get a test. So to put your mind at ease, and it just could, it was, I mean, they say, well, you know, do you have, what symptoms do you have? Well, you can list them down, but if you don't get every one of them, uh, you could have either or, the flu or the COVID. I knew, I do know the flu can go into pneumonia, and I do know that the COVID goes into pneumonia. And you can get single pneumonia, you get double pneumonia. But so if you have any of these symptoms and you question it, you know, that little test is not that big of a deal. So just go in and get a test if you're really concerned about it, and or, but another thing with the the flu and a cold, you can wear a face mask. You know, I, yeah, that's one of the reasons that the flu, I think, was down over the last couple of years is because everybody was wearing a face mask. I don't have a problem going into a hospital wearing a face mask. I don't have a problem going in the VA with a face mask because there's a lot of stuff coming through that we don't know what it is. So, I mean, we just, so I, I there's a place for a face mask what I'm trying to say. And, yeah, it may have been over-exaggerated just a little bit because a virus is kind of hard to protect. Just remember, a cold is a virus too. And we haven't been successful in stopping a cold. But if you wash, wash your hands is the most critical part of the whole thing. Wash your hands. Uh, and just if you'll do that, that seems to be the number one thing. It keeps you safe. Uh, eat proper, diet. Uh, I understand COVID loves a lot of, uh, carbohydrates. And in a diet, it, they accelerate on that. So, but so does cold, so does flu. So good luck with that. That's my, that's my little medical moment. You can chew on that for a while. All right, Jim. Very helpful. Very now very we, helpful. we've got bad, Bad weather all across the country. We've got a little rain coming in today. Hopefully, around 9 o'clock this morning, it's about a 52% chance of rain. So we're going to probably have, most likely have wet weather today. Uh, are your windshield wipers good? Have you checked your windshield wipers? Are your tires inflated up to proper um, rate? Are they worn out? So instead of you driving tires that can get rid of the water on the bottom, are you gonna to try to compress it to the asphalt and scoot along like riding on a skate? These are the little things that you need to work on. Um I noticed that traffic deaths, I've seen a, a, a number on traffic deaths, and it's up in Tucson and they're not people are not using the crosswalks. They're and they're also crossing a street at night and they have like dark clothes on, like a pair of blue Levi's and a blue shirt is a dark clothes. You know, it, it, you can't play in the traffic in Tucson, Arizona because the traffic speed, you can't judge and you can't assume. And I'm telling you this this is pretty much a fact. You cannot assume that that car coming at you is going to see you and put on their brakes if you're wearing a camouflage pair of pants and a, and a, uh, dark blue shirt or a dark shirt or a dark T-shirt or a hoodie, dark hoodie. You can't assume that. And if you want to get taken out, trust me, when a 3,500-pound car meets a 190-pound human, guess who wins? It's almost like car. riding a bicycle on the side. The car is going to win every time. And same way with riding a bike. Now, we love loved. Tucson, Arizona is getting to be one of the number one places in the nation to come and ride bicycles. And we have a lot of them out there. Uh, I noticed from driving around and seeing a lot of them, a lot of them, the bicycles now are hovering a little more to the right lane like they're supposed to. Uh, Every now and then you'll see one riding outside the lane. But there again, I drive an 8,000-pound truck, an 8,000-pound truck, and a, a person on a bicycle that probably doesn't weigh over 225 pounds total with everything, if he's got a backpack on, they lose. But you lose also. I don't know anybody that wants to run over somebody on a bicycle, and I don't know anybody that rides a bicycle that wants to get run over. So just a little bit of consideration, especially in the holiday season when people are coming from and, and wintertime in Arizona – we like, don't have wintertime in southern Arizona. So you've got a lot of people riding bikes that's coming in from out of state, and they're, they may have a house out here or something during the uh, wintertime, and they're going to be riding. So all we do is be patient, assume that something could happen if you're riding by a line of bicycles, and that five-foot, Now, I know you've got a lot of roads that's got double lines on them, and the law says you can't cross the double lines. I had rather go to traffic court for crossing a double line than to run over somebody on a bicycle. I just, I do, I I, I just, no. You want to give me a ticket for riding across a double line to dodge a line of bicycle, go right ahead. But, you know, the police force we've got out here is not stupid either. You know, they can see, if they see you crossing a little double line and there's a line of bicycles on the other side riding right up against the line or across the line of their lane, uh, I, I I just don't see them writing tickets for that. It's, if you're making a safety move to get away from that, to keep something from happening, I just don't see too many cops that's going to be writing you tickets on that. I mean, that's a common sense factor. That's like an old farm tractor going down the road. He has a right to be there, but he's driving 15 miles an hour in a 45 zone. You can go out and pass him. But legally, you're not supposed to cross a double line. If you pass on a double line to keep something from happening, or, you know, it's got to be a safety issue, then you can pretty much debate your case in court. And I I just don't see it happening. So be safe out there.
0: And you, know, uh, you make but, a great you make a you make a great point with that the um, when you're crossing the when you're crossing either the the driver of the car or, oh. or the pedestrian walking, I know that on TV every single time you see the guy get hit by the car and he rolls over the hood and onto the ground and he gets up like there's not a problem, folks.
1: That's a I've lie. been
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a lie. I've been there. I've been to lots of them. They, You don't get up ever again. You're not getting up from getting hit by a car. It, unless, unless you got bumped at like a mile an hour. If, if you're in normal traffic, if you get hit by a car, you're, your lights are out permanently. You are not getting up. The same with a bicycle. You get hit on a bicycle from a, with a car or any vehicle... The odds of you getting up are so slim that it's nearly impossible. Now, I've been to both. I've been there. I've seen it over and over again. It could be, you know, I didn't pay attention. I didn't see it. It's the rain. I, you know, the visibility was bad. There's a million reasons why these things happen. All I can tell you is that if you can do whatever you can not to be in that situation, your life will be substantially better. Because your life will instantaneously change, both for two people. One, the person who got hit, their life instantaneously changes. And two, the driver of the car, your life is going to instantaneously change. You're going to get on a path that you want to be on, and you're not going to have any exits on that path, and they're going to take you down this road, and you are not going to like the outcome. So... I know that, that when we're driving, we get frustrated with people, frustrated with people walking across the road, and I know, <laughs> I've seen it, you know, you get very upset, that's okay, so let it go, drive around them, drive, hold the parking lot, do whatever you can not to be in that collision, never any collision in general, but uh, a pedestrian collision is is a really, really bad um, situation, and it, and it affects you in a lot of different ways, so...
1: Um, it's a, oh, yeah.
0: Avoid it at all costs.
1: You know, uh, what What? What do you actually do if you're in an automobile accident? Have you sat down and ever thought of that? Okay, I'm a good driver. You know, nothing is going to happen to me because I'm above uh, any accidents in in this country. And, but what do you do when you get in an accident? Jim, you see a lot of this stuff out there, and you see the good, the bad, the ugly. What should a person do when they get in an accident? Let's say, yeah, just in an accident, what do you do? What's the procedures when you get in an accident out on the roads? Well, that's, What that's do you recommend? Question, Jerry. That's an excellent question, Jerry. Um,
0: so there's... Well, I don't want to I don't want to labor this to death but there's you know there's multiple types of accidents. You know there's the fender bender where you pull off the side of the you know you have a you you bump cars or you hit up somebody in a parking lot and you pull over and you're out of the traffic lanes and you exchange information because uh the police aren't going to show up because they don't anymore because they don't have time to show up for small fender benders and you exchange your information and you You know, you get each person's license plates, VIN numbers, driver's license, and insurance, and then you go about, and then you let the insurance handle it. Okay, that's one. There's there's the one where your vehicle is disabled. You have a crash, and now you you have two cars disabled in the middle of the road. Um, Assuming that both of but that people are okay. Now you're going to wait for some, for law enforcement to show up because they've got to clear the scene, they've got to do an investigation. So you're still going to need your your information, your registration, your insurance, and your driver's license, and you're going to patiently wait there until they show up, and then de- they're going to direct you through they're going to direct you through that process. They're going to obtain the information they need. in a nice professional manner, the TPD guys are really cool, and so our sheriff's department, Marana, or Valley, they're very, they're very good at what they do even Pascua, Yaki, Tono, I shouldn't forget those guys, um, or Sarita police. Those guys, that know what to do. They'll show up. They'll get your information. They'll assess the situation. They'll get get you taken care of, get the accident cleared up, and, and you'll be on your way. The, the worst part is when you're, not, when you're incapacitated, you're, you're, you're not doing anything. You're being trucked away, and everything, and everything else is on autopilot. It all gets handled on its own. So if we go back to the original scenario of, of just the fender bender, have your information available. You know, exchange it with somebody. You know, I've been to plenty where somebody will the collision will occur, and the guy, somebody will just drive away. They'll, you, you'll have a collision. You know, maybe it was you think it was their fault. They think it was your fault. You, know, you, uh, you get, you get out to exchange information. The person goes, looks at you and says, "See ya," and, and drives off. There ain't a lot you can do with that. Maybe you can get a photo of a license plate. There ain't a lot you can do about that, and you're now you're on your own, and you're gonna be frustrated with that one because you're like, hey, that guy just ran into me and he left. If you are lucky enough to get his license plate, you can report it, and hopefully they can chase him down. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't, because a lot of times people who leave scenes like that have fake license plates on their cars. They don't. Uh, they're not even driving their car, um, so you know you're 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 stuck with your insurance. Which would be the which would be a great episode for your insurance girl from State Farm it would explain all those coverages that you wish you had at that exact moment in time. So, um, but for the most part, you know the the trick is get if you can get out of the middle of the road. Be calm, be safe. Don't don't get excited. I know it's. I know that you're going to be. I mean, your emotions are going to be running high. But it's it's just a car. I I know. I know that's hard. That's hard to stomach these days when there are eighty thousand dollars that it can get fixed. You can't get fixed, so it's much easier to fix the car than you. So if you can move out of the roadway, exchange information, and then either work it out with yep. the other person or
1: turn it to your insurance. Get your, take that little cell phone you got. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a camera and a cell phone. Uh, when, you're, when you're riding and uh, just as you get ready to leave, go ahead and put your uh, phone on camera. And then if something happens, when you pull up, before you get out of the car, just take a, a photo through the front window. When you get out of the car, if they're still there, take a picture of their license plate and their car. And take a picture of the person, you know, if they grumble about it, hey, that's life. But get the information. If you have a hit and run, if you're able, if you've got that camera ready to go, you can put it out on the and take a picture of the car. Hopefully you'll get the license plate. Like Jim says, it may not be the right license plate. It may not even be his car, but you still got a little bit of information you can turn over to the insurance company. Uh maybe Jim Mooney from Mooney Insurance Company is listening this morning. Jim, if you're listening to this show and you want to chime in on this, we could use a little bit of insurance help here. <laughs> or uh Emily at State Farm. You know, if you're listening, I know they've got kids to take to everywhere this time. They're probably shopping. But uh give us a call at uh five twenty seven one nine fourteen ninety and get in on this conversation because this is something that will happen to a lot of people during the holiday season, and we'd like to get the information out as correct as we possibly can. Uh, hit and run, Jim. You 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 covered that. If you can get pictures on this stuff, pictures is worth a thousand words. And so, if you pitchers can get pictures on words. it, and I, but when you get in a crash, your your adrenaline's going to be up just a little bit, and so you have to give it a little thought while you're full time driving during the holiday season what is what is something that you can do extra you can get that camera ready you can remember to take pictures because there's a lot of stuff that you'll forget and by the time the thing is over and you walk away and you say well well we i think we got everything handled do you have your insurance card in the vehicle on your in your wallet someplace that's easy access do you know, do you have the number down? Do you have Frontier Towing's number, 527 748 written down so you can have a tow vehicle come and get that thing off the side of the road and get it to wherever you want to take it? Um, so this this is just information that you need to have ready, written down, so that you can grab it and read it off a card. Because I'll guarantee you you're going to be worried about whether or not the car is totaled out, whether or not the car is okay, can it be fixed uh how much is this going to wind up costing me before the smoke clears uh, and you've got to find out if your insurance if you have the coverage do you have uh drive the driver insurance where the other per- do you have insurance where the other person doesn't have insurance to cover your car in other words what is, uh, I'm looking for a word now. The other, right. with the other, yeah. underinsured or something
0: have, like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and if, uh, if you have, um, and a lot of people today keep all their stuff on their phone, so if you have your insurance card on your phone, you know, that's fine too. But that's an excellent point about sure. having your phone ready. And, and since, since we, as a normal rule of thumb, we don't practice crashing into each other, It. it this is not something you get to do on a like having a car crash it's It's not something we practice so um when the first time it happens to you, you are going to be emotional and it's a normal human reaction um it just there's the, the emotions run the gamut so. You know, if you're a pro at it and do it a hundred times, well, then you know, that's a lot more than me. You'll, you'll under, maybe you'll be better at it. But <laughs> the, uh, For the most part, you're not, you don't practice these things. So it, it, you, you have to think about them. And it's really, it's really challenging to, to make sure that you get it straight to begin with. And. If you, your odds are you're going to forget something. Okay. Do get the best of most information you can. You know, that's the best you can do. If there's two people there, hopefully one of you can can help the other one along as a team. And that's good too. But first thing, and, make and don't sure
1: everybody's set, safe. That's, um, that's right. If everybody's safe, the rest of that stuff can be fixed with no problem uh for the ones I'll be out there that are driving these cars that said oh i got an old clunker all i got on it is a uh, liability insurance well liability insurance on a car is, and if that's your primary car and you don't have liability insurance on it guess what happens when it gets stolen it's not covered guess what happens when you get in a crash it's not covered the collision is not covered all you have is liability which means it covers the other car that you may have run into and I think that is a law that you have to have liability insurance. And if That's you've right. got a brand-new car or you let's say you go in and you cash one out and say, hmm, cash out means you bought it for cash. And so you decide to put insurance on it. Well, I don't want to pay these high insurance premiums on automobiles, so what I'll do, I'll just go ahead and just get liability on it. Then you have a crash and somebody tells you, oh, and by the way, it's totaled. That means that you've got to replace that car. Or you're gonna have it and now you've got to fix it. It's gonna be about a eight to twenty thousand dollar repair on this forty thousand dollar new vehicle that you've got. So hopefully nobody out there is uh lacking in insurance on these cars. Insurance is kinda of like lawyers and mechanics, it's not worth a crap unless you need it and don't have it. <laughs> That's it is right. just it's just Protection. It's protection of an investment. It's like having fire insurance on your home. So, and most of the time, if you own a home, you can roll. You can roll these things into a package and get your cars. You can get your all your insurances that you need to go along with your homeowners insurance, and you can get the extra <coughs> little umbrella. <coughs> Excuse me. Get the extra umbrella policy that will cover anything over and above what you actually have on your insurance. So get a hold of a good insurance agent. You can call Jim Mooney at Mooney Insurance, or you can call Emily over at State Farm. And they will shoot straight with you and tell you what you need, and this is why you need it. Or you don't need this, but you need this. That's when you need a good insurance agent in this day and time to help you stay out of trouble and keep your money and have to keep from having to go into a and to your four hundred one or your retirement and pull money out to cover your butt just because you you were too interested in saving pennies and you're spending thousands of dollars now. So heads up.
0: And and you know Jerry, that's an excellent point. That's excellent because when you go to get that car fixed, and Javier over at uh, um Spectrum Minor Road could tell you this better, but just. Because we, we live in a world where we believe in instantaneous everything. I want my oh, yeah! in t- 13 seconds. I want, I want my Amazon delivered in, in 14 minutes. Okay, not everything works that way. Parts don't show up instantaneously. Paint does not show up instantaneously. Paint does not dry instantaneously. Fit and fitment takes time. So while while you're waiting for the guy to do the proper repair, because, well, you know, I mean, if you want something really quick, it's going to be really, it's not going to be really good. To get it done right, it takes time. It takes time to make sure that everything goes put back right in place. That takes time. For, for a professional repair shop to do the job, it takes time. And not because, one, because they're busy, but... When you're doing the job, it takes time to make sure that everything sits just straight. And if you've never seen it, it's, it's, it's really amazing. If you watch the guys that are true masters of their craft, they, they'll, they'll repair the car and look at it, and then they'll realize that they're not satisfied with that repair or the way they've got it. So they'll tear it back apart and do it again. And they keep doing it, yep. to they get it just right. Because that's how they do their work, because they take pride in their, in their work. That being said, um, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in one day. So when you only have the liability on your insurance, and I understand. I mean, if, if you think your car is disposable and, and when it gets wrecked, you're going to throw it away, that's fine. Unfortunately, everybody has the same mentality. Oh, the car gets wrecked. I'm just going to get rid of it. Until the car gets wrecked and you right. decide, well, I wonder how much it's going to cost to fix it because I really like this car and I really want to keep it. Now you've just you, your decision that you were going to throw the thing away is now I'm going to I'm going to recycle it and make it better. So while right. you're in that in that rebuild process, you're without a car. Mm, do you know how much rental cars cost today? 50, 70 dollars a day? 100 dollars a day? You want a pickup truck? A rental pickup truck's 155 dollars a day. 155 dollars a day? So ten days is fifteen hundred dollars. Twenty days is three thousand. Thirty days is forty five hundred dollars. Mm, ouch. Yeah, I know forty five hundred dollars in a rental. And now you're sitting there thinking, geez, I could have bought my I could have bought my junker for tw- I double that I could have bought um, another pickup truck. But I just spent it in a mm-hmm. rental car. So when when you're when you're thinking about these things, I I know it seems easy. Ah, I don't need that. You know why? How I know that? Because I've done it. Ah, I don't need that. I'll be fine without that. That's okay. Don't worry about that. I've done it. <laughs> you know what happened? Oh, uh, I pay for it later. Uh, you can pay me up front. You can pay me in the back. I don't care. Either way, you're gonna. You're like, damn, that was a dumb decision. <laughs> so uh just think well, about these things before you before you make that ultimate decision
1: when when you're driving a $3,500 car or a $4,000 car that they say at uh you got ready to trade it in hey i'm only gonna give you uh you know i'll give you $3,000 on this car uh you give a $45,000 car uh you think hmm so you want to hang on to it uh but if you're driving it with just liability insurance on it, and you total it out, uh, there 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 there's a lot of money involved in this thing now. And if you go out and buy a used automobile about the same year, uh, you're not going to pay thirty five hundred for your car or three thousand dollars for your car. You're going to pay probably four forty five hundred right now. And if you and then you get this car and you buy it on eBay or you buy it with that sight unseen and you don't have your favorite shop to check it out or no, no other second opinion on it that doesn't really – fine, you got blisters on the paint, we really don't care. Our job is to keep you on the road with a safe vehicle, and we're going to tell you what it's going to take to keep that on the road with a safe vehicle, something comparable to what you were driving at least. I mean, you need something safe. You need something reliable if you're planning on driving on the roads. And how much is it going to cost you after you purchase this car? I got such a good deal. It's almost too good to be true. People, I'm going to tell you this, and this is from a bunch of years experience. If it's too good to be true on the purchase of an automobile, that's when you take that thing in and you have it checked out, even if you have to pass on the deal because you're not going to do it, unless you own a garage and know what you're looking for. And then you want to go out and you want to do your little five-minute test drive on it You say, okay, I know what it is. That's fine. I've bought cars like that, and I've been very fortunate at it. But one, I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the way the car starts. I'm looking for the way the car's transmission shifts. I'm looking for shift points on the transmission. I'm listening for noise coming out of the differentials of the front end. How many people actually have this experience behind them to help them make this decision? That's the reason we say don't buy a used pre-owned vehicle without having it checked out. You know, it's just, it's it's a little investment. It costs anywhere from about $125 to 150 bucks to have this process done. And it can save you literally thousands of dollars. So, you know, when you're purchasing these things, and Lens Auto Brokers has got a good selection of cars over there, uh, you go get one, you can tell Brian, I want to take it and I want to have it checked out and telling me where you're going to take it. You're going to take it to Simmons or Parker or or automotive specialists and have it checked out. If they don't allow you to take this car to be checked out, don't buy it. Okay, it's that simple. And I'll tell you from Lynn's Auto Brokers, when you're buying a car online, and, oh, there's cars all over this country that you can buy online. I knew a guy that bought a, uh, Ford, uh, 7.3 Power Stroke Diesel, uh, uh, 2001 down in Atlanta, Georgia. Drove back to Atlanta, Georgia, got that truck, bought it, and drove it back to Tucson, Arizona and he was lucky he got back with it and then we checked it out and he still had to pay about $2500 in repairs to bring that thing up to his standard what he wanted in order to go on the road but fortunate for him he did buy it real good at a good price he made it back to Tucson safely and uh he was able to get it fixed up the way he wanted to another thing on a used vehicle when you get one and you don't have any paperwork to go with it like when was it last service does it need service on these different areas of the vehicle you take that thing into your favorite shop and you tell them okay i want the fluids changed on this uh, that means all fluids and that puts it on your schedule so that you will know when the fluid was changed and you will be able to get it done on, a re- on your time frame unless you have something that proves that the oil was changed a week before you bought the car. okay? Then you eliminate the oil. You still have the rest of fluids changed. You need a verification on all these fluids because fluids is the blood of a vehicle. And if you don't change them and change them on a regular basis, they're just like blood in the body. You get diabetes, you're going to have a problem. You get bad oil, you're going to have a problem. So get that put on your schedule. And then if you like the car, you buy the car. You know, every one of us have bought cars and scratched our head about two days later going, I can't believe I just bought this thing. I've already got these problems. (laughs) That's why you have it checked out first. And then you won't get any surprises, and you will feel pretty comfortable in driving the thing around the block anyway. Uh, look at your tires. We've told you how to check tires. we told you how to check to see if your front end is aligned properly by the tire wire on the front of the car. And you look at all four tires when you buy a used car because if it's got a bad tire wire problem on the front the the normal course is to rotate those tires to the back of the car and it allows the tire to wire down flat again like it's supposed to be instead of ground off on the inside and the outside so when you're checking these tires the front tires look good you think your first thought is well the front is okay go to the rear of the car and see if it's got the same tires on it that the front does one And see if there's any weird wire patterns on the outside or inside of the tread on the tire. And that'll give you a better look and a better perspective of what the front end and the suspension is like. So if you'll do that, that's the reason you need to have it checked by a professional garage. Anything you want to add to that, Jim?
0: Before you make the purchase, ask the person selling the vehicle why they're selling it. So, because why are you, you know, the question is, why why are you giving up a perfectly good car? Well, it's probably not perfectly good. And when they say, well, my grandmother from Pasadena drove this car and now she just can't drive anymore. You know, the hair should raise up on the back of your neck. So, the little old lady from Pasadena story, yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is buy somebody else's problems. You got enough problems of your own. You don't need to buy anybody else. If you want to buy some problems, come buy my problems. I'll sell you my problems all day long, and I'll even give them to you. To do it. I'll give you a volume discount. So if you if you just want to buy problems for buying problems, come see me. I'm happy to help you out there. But <laughs> ask, ask the ask the person who's selling the car. Hey, the, why are you getting rid of it? You know there could be, you know I don't need it. Uh, I bought it. Whatever. You know. Start asking. You know. Do a little. You know, a little CSI work there, a little background checking, you know. If the story sounds wrong or if they start, you know, if it sounds like there's a whole bunch of reasons why they're, you know, trying to sell this car, you know, they've changed their story halfway through their first story, you might want to think twice. Because a lot of people sell cars, you know, as a living, and you just don't know it. So they buy a car, they find it, they, they, they shine it up a little bit, and they send it on down the road. And that's fine, but just be aware that that takes place. So if you can figure out that, you know, it is, you know, uh, you know, the legitimate, hey, I just, you know, it was my mom's car and you know, she doesn't, she can't drive no more. Great. You know, all it was, you know, I bought this new car because, you know, we, I I had a pickup truck, but now I've got, you know, now I got married and I uh, got three kids and a uh, pickup truck doesn't work for us anymore. Now I got to have a, a minivan. So you know those, those those that scenarios exist all the time, but you start asking them what's going on or how long you've been driving it. You know, how, you know what did you do with it? Where did you go with it? You know, what noises does it make? Where you know what you know does it does it does it, does, it, does the radio work? Does the CD player work? You know, and if somebody who's used the car will be able to tell you all these things, somebody who has not used the car will not be able to tell you any of these things. So kind of like dating, you know, got it, got it, got it. You've
1: got to open the hood and go through all the stuff. So just do a little interrogation work
0: yep. first. <clears throat>
1: when you're buying a truck and you're getting, you're out looking at a pickup, three-quarter ton, half ton, whatever, and it has a trailer hitch on the back, and maybe they forgot to take the ball off of the trailer hitch, and so the uh, uh, male portion with the ball on it is still there, Look at the ball and see if the ball it shows a lot of wear on it. Remember what I said, if you're towing you dev- you it's twice the miles that you would put on it regularly. So if you've got one with 140,000 miles on it and it's a, it's a good deal, you know, it's not underpriced, it's not overpriced, it's a good deal. You look at that trailer ball and then you start looking at the suspension really close on this thing. Because we don't know, I can tell you, and look at the bed of the truck to see if the inside of the bed of the pickup is beat up. Because if it is, and it's got a trailer hitch on it, it's probably used commercially, and somebody put a paint job on it and put it out on a lot for to sell. But it's your responsibility to look at these things and find out, do I have one that actually has hundred and forty thousand miles on it, or do I have one that has two hundred and eighty thousand miles on it because it's had a trailer hooked to the back end of it ever since he started putting miles on it. Um, there's the little things that you that you are capable of looking at. And you don't need a garage to tell you that if you got a beat up bed in the back of it, yeah somebody's been throwing metal in there, somebody's been this thing has been really abused. It's got a good-looking paint job. However, according to the, you know, the dents and stuff that's been painted over in the bed, uh, it's been used and used heavy. If you have uh, a trailer hitch on it, you want to make sure you get the brakes inspected. Uh, Brakes, the rear brakes, they don't wear out as fast as the fronts do. So make sure that you have the brakes inspected on this. Not because you, you're you not going to buy it just because the brakes are bad, because that's a normal wear out item, but you need to see, are they down to the rotors? I mean, these brake pads are worn completely out. Are the brake shoes or ro- uh, pads in the back of it, if it's got rotors, are they worn out? Is the rotors bad? You need to know these things, because you can get into a brake job where you have to go rotors around them, premium brake pads. By the time all of that clears, people, you're $1,200, $1,400 $1, on this thing. And so you add that to the cost of what the truck is selling for and still see if you've got a good deal on it. Because safety items is the number one concern when you're buying any vehicle. Hey, Jerry? Except for the windshield wiper blades. Yeah.
0: Hey, we got a caller, Frank online, too. He wants to ask about uh, oil change, some advice on it. You want to take that call?
1: Yep, put put him on. Who's it, Frank? Yeah, Frank. Frank, good morning. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for taking my call. I am very particular about the fluids I put in my vehicle, so much so that I bring my own oil to the dealer and have them use it. But by doing that, good. I miss out on the free maintenance. So my question is, should I be concerned about going to the dealer for an oil change, knowing that I may get a different brand of synthetic oil from them, on every oil
1: change. Um, no, not really. They they pretty much stay with the same vendors on their uh, synthetic. Can it happen? Yeah, anything can happen. However, I'm like you. I prefer to take my own oil in. If I'm going to any place but Simmons or somebody that I know that carries the brand of oil that I prefer to use, and it, the oil that I prefer to use is the expensive stuff mainly because i've used it i've had excellent luck with it um and yeah i i i agree with you you know if you want to make sure that your oil goes in there tell them that yeah i want you to use my oil i know i'm going to pay for it i know i'm going to pay just like i was getting a regular oil change with your oil but i want my oil in it and that to me is kind of like insurance you're making sure that you get what you think you're getting Okay, well, I'll continue to use, do the way I'm doing. It. I'll bring my own oil and just uh, go ahead and uh, pay for it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, tell them I don't mean I'm not I'm not here to insult you, because no. I've been using this oil. I've had very good luck with it. I prefer to use this. Here it is, and they're going to and say, "Well, you know, there's an additional charge. There's an yeah, additional they're charge if you bring your that. own." Correct. Yeah, and they're
0: they're real cordial when I do that. It's uh, it's never offensive to them. There you go. There All right, you go. Thank you
1: for, for your help. You, you're right on the money. You're right on the money with that. I don't blame you a bit, Frank. I do it myself. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Five two zero seven one nine fourteen ninety. Yeah, Jim and I get a bit a little long winded on some of this stuff, but you can go ahead and call. We can switch a subject in a heartbeat. We can we can go to anything you want to. So it is open line at five twenty seven one nine fourteen ninety. That way you're not restricted on what you're supposed to call in on or anything like that. You just give us a shout, and we'll go through with you. All right, another little thing that I run across. I'm always running across something because I'm, that's what I do. I, I'm, I'm nosy. Uh, it says modern car care, and this is an article that I thought was very well done. Um, and it, it, the first on the list says revive your owner's manual. Once a year, pull it out, get refreshed answers to any newly relevant questions. What service should I be getting? How do I operate the car if my key fob is, dies? What does the dashboard light means? And you can get that out of your owner's manual. And I'll tell you again, that's probably one of the most boring manuals you'll ever have if you try to read it through one time, you won't be able to do it. It'll take you about three days. But go where I start on mine is the service. I go to where the service intervals are, and I'll make sure they haven't changed something that I don't like. And I'm, I probably, I'm the guy that will actually still do a 5,000-mile oil change, even though I don't have to do it to 7,500. But I feel comfortable in doing that. You know, it's not that expensive, and... It's, it, to me, it's like an insurance payment to keep this vehicle running as good as I can. I also document everything that's done on that vehicle so that in the event I get ready to sell my vehicle, they can call Simmons 4 before on it and see the maintenance records from the day I bought it, the maintenance records or and or especially any repairs that's been done on the vehicle. And I make that completely 100% available to the person that bought my 06 Dodge. In fact, he's still taking the 06 Dodge into the shop to get it serviced. And all they did was switch the notifications of service intervals over to his name. And so when they, they go by time, uh, how many miles he drives, and if he calls them in says, okay, I've only driven so many miles, well, you don't need that right now. And so it's easy for us to go. Most of your good shops, most of your big shops like Parker, like automotive specialists and Simmons, we have everything on computer. We have a history of the vehicle. We know what we're seeing. We know what we're looking at. We know what needs to be followed when that vehicle comes in. We pull the records and we follow what we said need to be followed on it. And that way we can keep you out on the roads in a safe, dependable vehicle. All right, it says, clean your engine. Do this easily. Spot the source of any leaks should they arise. Clean it at least a couple of times a year by spraying with a commercial engine degreaser and then rinsing with a garden hose. You can do it with simple green. Spray it with simple green and then wash it with a garden hose. Word of caution, if you've got... uh, Concrete driveway, if you've got anything other than a dirt driveway, uh, you might want to go ahead. In fact, even if you have a dirt driveway, put it down a, a bunch of newspaper or something under it to catch your debris when it comes off. But if you'll do that, and while you're cleaning that engine, make sure you back flush the radiators. Keep the radiator, the bugs off the front of the radiator, which means you actually go in from the engine side and spray The water out to the front bumper. But you can also use simple green on it. You can spray the front of the radiator, loosen up the bug glue, and then back flush it. And that'll allow your engine's heating system to work like it's supposed to. We did a Jeep one time. We did a Jeep one time over to shop. We pulled three quarters of an inch of debris off by hand, reached in there and pulled it off like a blanket off the front of his radiator. It dropped a temperature, operating temperature, 20 degrees when we did that, and it did it within just a matter of minutes. So that's how they can get plugged up. So just clean clean the engines off about twice a year, and if you've got these oil leaks that they're referring to in here, get the oil leaks fixed. When the oil gets out of there and picked up by the fan, it sprays down everything under the hood. The only good thing about that is you don't have to worry about rust. That's it. The damage it can do to rubber seals and rubber hoses is incredible. It'll make them soft. It'll make them come apart. Uh, They just don't work, including motor mounts that are no longer $17 a piece. So uh, just get that done. We're about out of time. How much time have we got, producer? one minute we got one minute so buy new wiper blades do the wiper blades they say about once a year nope tucson arizona is once every six months get your new wiper blades it looks it is clouding up out there right now so look for some rain today don't be caught out most of your uh, places like uh uh, O'Reilly's, any of your parts houses, most of them will come out and change the blades for you. All you do is buy them and they change them for you. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. All right, we're out of time for the first hour. 719-1490, area code 520 for any questions you may have. And we will be joining back with you in a couple of minutes. You're listening live to the Simmons Car Care Show right here on ESPN.